0: very much. Welcome to the Boys of Tech. This is episode 208 for Monday the 8th of April 2013. My name is Edwin Herman. I'm coming to you live from the studio here in Wellington. Joining me also in Wellington but over Skype is our most awesome panellist Brett King. Welcome to the show Brett. Hello. Hey how are you this morning? Awesome. You know Brett I've just made a batch of a second batch really of of hot cross buns. And I'm just having them this morning with my cup of coffee. It's beautiful. You,
1: you do realise it's it's after Easter now. ah? Oh, is it? No one told
0: me. You should <laughs> tell me these things, Brett. Well, you have now, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, look, you know, I just thought I'd I, would, I did do a second batch because the first batch were pretty average. And this batch, if I do say so myself, are pretty primo. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm going to freeze. I made 22, so I'm going to freeze... A few and eat a few. For next Easter. <laughs> that, that's a <laughs> no. long time Yeah, no, no, no. Easter. no. Just.
1: Hot cross buns?
0: Not just for the next few weeks, yeah. Uh,
1: so it can be like a, a couple of weeks later and you could be like, oh, you know, if it was still Easter, I could have had some of those awesome hot cross buns I made. Exactly. Oh, wait, that's right. There's some in the freezer.
0: You got it in one. You got it in one. That's exactly or, how or it's going to go. it'll
1: be like... Come Easter time next year, and you'll be like, "Damn, I made some really good hot cross buns last year. I hope my batch this year turns out pretty good." Oh wait, I still have some from last year. <laughs> you know In what? I, the I even underneath the goat.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the goat. <laughs> you know, I, I even I uh, haven't. You know, mm. I haven't tried goat meat. Have you?
1: Ah, uh, makes a
0: great curry. Yeah. Oh, look, I've heard. You know, there's great Indian goat curries out there. I just mm. haven't had. The, okay, here's here's the thing. My challenge is to have a goat curry before the next podcast. How's that? Ooh. Actually, that might be tricky because I think it's hard to get out during the week. But look, yeah, indeed. <laughs> I'll say, by, 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll say by the end of the month. I'll, re, I'll I'll re re-jig it. Here we go. End of the month. By the end of the month, I will have had a goat cu- or a goat meat of any variety, but pro- it'll probably be in the form of a goat curry. That's the challenge I'm putting to myself.
1: It's a good curry.
0: Yeah, so so I hear. What's actually, is it a bit like lamb or? Mm, yeah, that's yeah, what I would, right.
1: I would say it's like.
0: Has it got that same stringiness to it?
1: Uh, Yeah, when it's in a curry.
0: Mind you, even beef does that sometimes as well. Yeah. All right, Brett, let's look at some of the stories we've got. Uh, I wanted to kick off with a very, very ambitious proje-
1: Super ambitious. Project. Yeah.
0: yeah. The British Library, for centuries, in fact, they've been keeping a copy of every single book, pamphlet, magazine, and newspaper published in Britain. And starting the weekend just been, what they're going to be embarking on is a project to record every British website, ebook, online newsletter, and blog. Wow. <laughs> this is very
1: ambitious of them. Massively ambitious. Can you imagine the drivel they're going to? store. Oh I know. It's like we already talk about, you know, how stuff that happens online it never ever actually gets deleted. Well now it's <laughs> now it's going to not only be not deleted, it is going to be stored and indexed and provided for other people to utilize it as a source for research.
0: Well, you know, the Internet Archive, archive.org, have been, with their Wayback Machine, have been doing this as, as well. Yeah. So this is by no
1: but means. do they grab the big- everything? I've always wondered what it was exactly that the Internet Archive actually archived. Well, I don't know if is they've it ever every actually every got a single piece of flotsam and jetsam that is generated on the Internet or. Or generated on the web, I should say. Or is it select specific types of things?
0: I'll tell you what, it has a lot of holes, that's for sure. Have
1: you ever been to the... Have no. you you've not gone there to
0: look at some of the old sites the way, the way they were? No, because no. There, there seem to be a lot of holes. Like, it shows you where it's done snapshots of a particular website. So you punch in a, you know, a URL and it shows you the history that it's captured. But these days, it seems like almost two out of three of the capture points end up as you know, comes up with an error saying "Sorry, we can't retrieve that, or that doesn't exist anymore, or an error occurred." Uh, and so I don't know why there so. are those They've holes. they had some
1: issues with their um, their crawler or whatever it is that they use for capturing the information.
0: Yeah, but having said that, you know it does have some really good. Uh, you know, there, there are some. You know, some snapshots will work, and and it's really interesting browsing the web the way it was. On certain sides, but yeah, like going back to your question, though, I don't know what their mandate is or what mandate they've set themselves as to the scope of what they capture.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it is as ambitious as what the the British Library have set for themselves.
0: Well, it is that is a very ambitious uh, a project that they're embarking yeah, on. But I, I want to grab
1: blogs, British blogs.
0: Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you, you know, the thing is, these days, you know, especially with blogs being. Obviously, primarily text-based mm-hmm. content. Where you know, I mean, okay, they have accompanying images and so on, but the the primary content that Quite refreshes often is
1: images. Yeah, but but I'm pretty sure the blog that they mention of the the nine-year-old girl who blogs about her school lunches has pictures of her lunches. Oh,
0: I bet it does. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, primarily we're talking text stuff, and of course, you know, these days we've got you know ample storage. Options. Oh yeah, it's so easy So, so to it, it, it is getting. Yeah, it is exactly. It's getting easier and easier to store more vast amounts of, of data. And the other thing, of course, that they they face a the challenge they face is changing formats. Yeah. See, Because, you know, years ago, someone at the British Library suggested they should move everything to CD-ROM. Well, these days, CD-ROM, okay, it hasn't gone out, but it's certainly on the decline. And so mm-hmm. they're going to have to keep, and they recognize this, that right now, whatever format they store things in, they're going to have to keep an eye on emerging technologies and proactively move data from the current Indeed, they're going to
1: be constantly moving stuff off of the old devices onto the new devices, or as formats change, as connectors change, or they're going to have to keep legacy connectors. For instance, you know, if they start to move, well, if they had started to move everything onto hard drive when the hard drives first started to get, you know, large, we're now in the situation where it's. You, you've got computers which no longer have the type of connector required to connect those types of hard drives anymore.
0: Oh, I see. The thing you're talking about physical uh, interfaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. Uh,
1: IDE. IDE yeah, exactly. everything's SATA these days. You're hard pressed to find a computer that actually has an IDE connector in it.
0: Yeah, that's true. So, so you've
1: got to keep some sort of external
0: so it's, the, the format, so it's not just the format. It's not the electronic yeah. just the electronic format. It's the physical format as yeah, well, the isn't it? It's yeah, the physical devices that
1: they actually mm. store this stuff on.
0: But you know they're aware of this, which is a good thing. They acknowledge. <laughs> so they're going to be
1: constantly and, upgrading and updating yeah. and keeping that going. Well, they'd have to do that anyway, because even with CDs, because you know CDs when they first came out were touted to be nigh indestructible and last forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they 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 aren't. Uh, they're significantly more fragile than you first thought and they will not last forever. They will degrade. So you're constantly going to have to be transferring the information from one media to a fresh media anyway as part of the life cycle.
0: That's right. Well, I mean, you know, well... It's a big projects. mm, Yeah, it is. It is, and, and and but you know, it's um, it's a valid one, I think. You know,
1: oh, it's definitely a valid one because their points of how the uh, use of media has shifted uh, in the last decade or two is uh, quite significant. You know, we used to be writers on paper and books and notebooks and those sorts of things. And that's the sort of stuff they'd capture, you know. They often talk about, when they talk about things about the the past and uh, the previous world wars and the previous civil wars around the place, that a lot of that information they know about how people felt, how people dealt with those situations is from letters that people wrote to each other that have been stored and saved and um, kept in places like the British Library. Now, a lot of that stuff is talked about online, you, uh, only
0: online, yeah, that's Yeah, right. only mm.
1: online. Mm. People's results and reflections and experience in tragic events of, of nowadays are done through blogs and through Twitter posts and through Facebook updates. There, That's where those core insights into how our communities are reacting and surviving and progressing through different times and different situations is now all incredibly ephemeral. It's all... Out there on the internet and fragile pretty much.
0: And that that is data why, is out there and yeah. fragile. And that is why it's a valid uh, project to, to archive this sort of stuff. By the way, just to set some context on this whole thing, the British Library has a collection of over a hundred and fifty million items, and some go back as far as three thousand years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is this is no uh Oh yeah, newbie it's, it's got the, one of
1: the, the, the most significant holdings of oh, yeah. um Historical uh, records, yeah, of historical information from yeah, the people. Absolutely. So not just official documents, official disclaimers, but things like war correspondence letters. Letters of from people to their lords, lords to, uh, you know, the king, all that sort of stuff. From from history that shows snapshots, slices of the life of the the communities in those times. They're important.
0: They are indeed so good on them, and good luck to them.
1: Hell yeah, good luck, and hopefully they actually get some um, some s- funding for it.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. This would cost a, a bomb. <laughs> I can imagine the uh, the British taxpayer would be footing a lot of the bill.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> well, fortunately, you know, storage capacity it. is significantly cheaper these days. I was talking to one of my housemates yesterday, in fact. She just bought a new USB, 16 gig USB drive for like less than 20 bucks. And oh, yeah, I that's reflected amazing. on yeah. the fact mm. that I purchased an 8 gig USB device for a little over $200 once when wow. they were like we're brand first new. out yeah. brand new. And reflecting on the fact that I could get two terabytes now for just under 200 bucks. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, I remember when CD, internal CD writers for computers were around 600 New Zealand dollars.
1: I know. My first one cost me 500 bucks and it was four times. And I thought yeah, that was yeah.
0: super. <laughs> <laughs> Just putting that into other currencies, that's about what, 250 euro? Uh, it's about half, isn't it? So yeah. uh, I don't know what that is in US dollars. i have to do the calculation. Euros are quite nice because they double the figure. But in any event, they've come down a lot and things do. So yeah. 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 Anyway, and so packing, that's...
1: packing data into smaller units. And yeah, yeah exactly. Physi-
0: physically smaller.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's great. Yeah, it is.
0: All right, Brett, that's that story. Also in the week just been, we hit an important milestone. The mobile phone celebrates its 40th anniversary.
1: Ah, oh, I thought you were going to say, and you finally bought a better mobile phone. I was going to go, oh, no. oh, my God, we should so celebrate that. No, Why not doing this live <laughs> with champagne to celebrate the fact that we have it? No, I still don't have a smartphone. You know, I, me, it's simply that the phone it, is 40.
0: It has a color screen. It has, my phone has a color screen, uh, and all it can do is make and receive calls and texts, and has a, a, a flashlight at the top, and that's it. But uh, I'm happy with it. You know I I love it yeah <laughs> as sad as it might be anyway yeah the the mobile away from my phone and onto mobile phones in general it's forty years since the mobile phone third of April nineteen seventy three was when the first mobile phone call was made by Marty Cooper. He was a senior engineer at Motorola, and he called a rival colleague at another telco and he announced that he was speaking from a real cellular phone. Ooh. Wow, that must so be you exciting something times. that's
1: completely independent and not a handset that's connected to a box that is connected to the telephone yeah, exchange. Yeah, exa- exa-
0: exactly. Type. Yeah, local like local extender type things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now this is the the exactly a real
1: phone. You remember the, the, s- the big bricks? real bird. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. gigantic bricks, which you know, are almost the size of what uh, I, um, a walkie-talkie. Well, no, as smartphones are getting to. <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about a little while ago how it's right, starting back. to technology wise has improved, but size wise it's regressing. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's going back <laughs> the other way. Yeah.
1: Except instead of being more brick shaped, it's becoming more book shaped. Yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, how long before we start adding the uh, phone functionality to an iPad and you'll be holding that up to your ear?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it already has Skype can make phone calls.
0: Oh, That's true, isn't it? Yeah, you're yeah. right.
1: Yeah. So
0: anyway, there you go. That is an important milestone. I, I, I don't really have much more to say about that other than acknowledging the fact that we've come a long way.
1: We have indeed come a long way. And, you know, a lot of people probably wouldn't think that mobile phone technology was 40 years old. I, I, yeah. was, I didn't think it was that old. Yeah, me too. 73. I might have thought maybe yeah, 80s, early 80s. When I, I was a boy, <laughs> when I was a little boy, there weren't a lot of mobile phones around. In fact, I don't ever recall seeing a Yeah, I did not recall phone.
0: seeing one until I think possibly the 80s, late 80s even.
1: Yeah. I so think... maybe they were invented but they weren't a chic thing until yuppies were invented. That's right. Yupp- I remember
0: <laughs> yuppies. I remember that. Does that term, does, is that still in the dictionary?
1: I, I don't know. Young urban professional. <laughs>
0: What is that? What it stands for?
1: That's what I—that's what I understood it to be. Really, me. thirty years of this, and I had no idea what it stood for. Didn't know that it was young urban professional, or was it young, upwardly mobile professional? Something like that. I thought it was urban, but
0: young. Hey according to Wikipedia, which is correct in every well, way, yep. <laughs> young, I, young yeah, young young urban it's professional. It's
1: Sorry, what was so that? It is young urban professionals. Yeah, I was right. And, uh, Ooh, yay me. Uh, assuming right. we should be celebrating this. Where's the champagne? Why isn't this live? Uh, celebrating what? That I'm right. Oh, <laughs> you're you're all right. Quite a bit. <laughs> we should celebrate it every time.
0: Damn well, it. Yeah, I'd drink to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of which, we've we still got to do our bar episodes. Mm, we do. We'll do that at some point. Hey, by the way, just while while we're off on a tangent, let me just go on another tangent and just do a big shout-out to the guys at Aussie Tech Heads in uh, in Australia, obviously. They are Australia's longest-running tech podcast and, uh, of course, uh, being New Zealand's longest-running tech podcast, we thought we'd give them a big shout-out. We did it on Twitter and they gave us a shout-out back. We're doing it here live on the show. So thanks, guys, for doing some good stuff over the uh, across the Tasman there.
1: Indeed. Got to have some good stories coming out from across the ditch.
0: Yeah. Maybe we could team up with them one day for – or something I don't know, maybe end of the year or something,
1: some trans Tasman rivalry, yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably we need interesting, though. It'd have to be good.
0: Oh, I was just thinking for any show, really, yeah,
1: nah, it's got to be something we can argue.
0: Oh, you, you you want to know, you want some rivalry, don't you?
1: Exactly, Australia
0: versus New Zealand, yeah. And everyone else listening <laughs> to this podcast outside of those regions are saying, You mean there's a difference? <laughs> <laughs> of course, there is. It's like when people t- sometimes just to screw with people's minds. When people, if I ask someone where they're from and they say I'm from the states, I'll say, "Oh, the state. Ah, oh, is it near Canada, right?" Yeah. <laughs> just to get a reaction from them. It depends who it is. <laughs> I don't do it all the time, of course. <laughs> oh, yes. Anyway, so uh, we- what we were talking about? Oh, yes, that was the the mobile phone. I wanted to move on and talk about the uh, this epic uptime of sixteen years. Novell and NetWare, one of these. Uh, I think probably the, would that be the longest uptime in
1: the world? It's the longest uptime I've ever heard of.
0: 16 years. There's screenshots of this 16 thing.
1: 16 years. Wow. Yeah, so it's like I've had Unix boxes that lasted for for half a year, but
0: yeah, that's, never that's anything impressive. that has
1: just been left turned on and unattended and working for 16 years. It's actually, but well, it it's, also goes to show the, the reliability of those hard drives. Yeah, I know. I know. They've only just life on a hard disk. Oh, that's a, that's really good. Full, only... Especially a full height, old fashioned hard disk.
0: Wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and they've only just started failing, which is why they brought this thing down. So this the server, obviously Novell NetWare, is uh, it shows us. I'm looking at a screenshot right here. Uptime is six thousand and thirty days, five hours, twenty one minutes, and nineteen seconds. That's sixteen. And a half years, folks. <laughs> that's that's impressive. It was running NetWare three point one two. Actually, Obviously. where is this? I, I didn't even figure out where this thing is. Where is this thing?
1: Who's got this? In it's in America.
0: Well, that's quite likely, but I want to know who has this thing.
1: Uh, uh forum user Avitax has documented it in a forum thread.
0: Just some random guy, but it must it must be some company, right? You don't get like 800 meg SCSI drives for your home back then?
1: No, this was obviously put Ooh. together in a work situation. The person who brought it down, the... I'm trying
0: to think what yeah. workplace this is.
1: No, it doesn't even say.
0: Doesn't say, does it? I can't doesn't find it Doesn't anyway.
1: say, other than that this person was bringing them down and the machine had been running at this place that they were for longer than well since before the person who was bring you know turning it off had graduated high school
0: <laughs> oh man that's that is really impressive it really is uh and as i said before the reason they're taking the server down is because the uh, disk started making these uh, those you know clicks of death if you like uh
1: yeah the grind yeah and the,
0: oh yeah the grind actually my lap, my old old laptop i thought i'd resurrect it and bring it to life again from 2004 and oh man it sounds very grindy yeah, it just, it won't run. It won't boot. And it's the disc. You can hear it. Grind, grind, grind. Anyway, there you go. Actually, speaking of it, that was an Apple iBook that I just referred to. And speaking of Apple, if I can segue into the next story like this, rumors oh, are... If you can... We'll see Oh Brad You're being very hard on now. You've
1: got to see Whether or not This is a good enough segue
0: Well I'll tell you what I think this story Is going to be a. I like the story It's the rumour Of the Long anticipated Apple's TV Apple's television set Rumours are That it's going to be A 60 inch TV Called the Apple iTV And that it's going to launch Later this year Wait wait
1: wait 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 iTV I think you will find that ITV already exists. ITV is the name of a broadcasting network, so they can't use that name.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, you might be right on that one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> in, in, in any
0: event, people are saying, well, who knows what it's really going to be called? And who knows if this is even going to happen? But the rumours are rife. Precisely.
1: This is a, what is it? It's a a rumour yeah, of a report based on gleanings from a visit with manufacturers in China. In China That's right.
0: Which is why the rumours are rife because, I, I don't know, I, there could be some truth to this, I think. And also, I thought it was a
1: watch. I thought the watch was the next thing.
0: Well, maybe it's both. But also, the price of this thing is expected to be between 1500 US
1: and 2500 US. Wait, no, no, because Mac laptops are significantly more than that. Are they? Well, what? they are, yeah. And that's all I care about because we're never going to see them for that price.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. In New Zealand, yeah, in New Zealand, we're not going to see them for that price. You can double it pretty much. Uh, But apparently, it's going to also have like a a ring that you slip on your finger as a that you can then gesture with
1: as the remote. (laughs) Why isn't it just watching you? You know, creepily, in the way that those devices do.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Just looking at you. Why wouldn't they do that?
1: Doing there, you lazy bugger.
0: Maybe. it's... Couch, <laughs> Maybe it's because of multiple people, channel. well, that's the oh. thing. You you could get multiple people fighting over the channel, and then it's like, okay, who wears the ring wins. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: uh, now the th- part that I think is is neat about this, but is something that is already happening with a lot of set top boxes, is the ability to beam the content that is going to your television to your other portable tablet device. So, you know, how some televisions have picture in picture.
0: Yeah, why would they want to do that, though? Why would you want to bing this to an iPad? I don't understand.
1: Well, it means that you could, for instance, be watching television in the lounge and the kids could be watching television in their rooms.
0: Oh, I see. Hmm. Okay, that, make, that makes kids sense. kids
1: could be uh, actually in the, the lounge usurping television time and you, wanting to catch whatever it is, can watch it on an iDevice
0: somewhere you- else without the noise of the kids
1: yeah possibly and, yeah. even just stream it into your iTunes so you can watch it on your computer
0: which is interesting because that's going back the other way at the moment you know, you've know, you got something like Apple TV the little device they sell which goes the other way it takes content on your, in your media library and also on the internet like YouTube and streams it to the TV
1: yeah, yeah. this is like building that directly into the television set making the television set the the, the thing that beams out Look, Brett, if they do but, do it, like I said, it's, uh, that sort of stuff is is already available with a lot of set top boxes.
0: If they do do a TV, I I'm betting they're also going to incorporate the existing Apple TV device in it as well. So you will be able to pull stuff from.
1: Oh yeah, your, it will, it will have it, to. it'll
0: go both ways.
1: Every television built nowadays has some kind of network connectivity and will pull information from any media server that's on the same network.
0: Yeah, I'm talking wireless here and integrated. So, for example, you've got yeah. iTunes that knows how to talk to well, iTunes. Most
1: televisions these days, what? Well,
0: they yeah. won't talk to iTunes. You can't, will they?
1: They Wi-Fi and depends on whose license they've been purchased. Through. So
0: are you saying TVs now, you can get a remote and click a button and go into a menu that says My iTunes on My PC over there and browse the library?
1: Depending on what the... How your iTunes is set up, if it's set up to just send itself out as a media server, then yes, it should be able to. I don't see why it wouldn't. But once again, it also depends on the television.
0: Anyway, the rumours for this television is that it's going to come in three sizes. I don't know where they get this from. 50, 55 and oh, no, 60 inches. It up. You reckon it's all made up? Yeah, I well, it could be. be
1: why? why don't you think they would? Especially when it's a rumour. It's a rumour for crying out loud. They could have made up any part of it that they wanted.
0: Yeah, that's true. None of this Can might it- happen at all.
1: Indeed. We, we could discover that, yes, Apple is going to make an ITV, but they're not going to call it an ITV. They're going to call it Apple TV 2.
0: <laughs> or the new yes. Apple TV.
1: Apple TV 2S. Yeah,
0: yes, don't forget the and, S.
1: Um, <laughs> it will be 32 inches, and it will just be the next generation bigger iPad.
0: <laughs> oh, Brett, they are forever cynical. Hey, now look, I tell you what, this is going to be a cool device really if it comes out, cool. but cool. I have saved the coolest story for last. This is so cool. I wish I could be there. What it is, is in Philadelphia, there's a huge building called the Cirrus It's 29 stories tall, and it's pretty wide as well. And what they're planning on doing is using the windows, they're going to set up this gigantic game of Pong.
1: So they're going to use the really shiny glass surface of the side of the building as the screen to project Pong onto?
0: No, they're going to do it with lights.
1: Ah! Yeah, in the building.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's cool, right?
1: That is very cool. Having to wire all that stuff up would be awesome.
0: Oh, man. I so, I I would...
1: You know, it's probably all wireless single pre-built units where they built them all inside the workshop and then they just stick them, suction cup them onto the windows.
0: Yeah, probably. Probably Raspberry Pis or something.
1: Mm -mm, All wirelessly networked. And then controlled from gigantic... (laughs) Joysticks in front of um, a museum, I believe, or an art gallery. Is it an art gallery or a museum?
0: Museum of Art. There you go.
1: Yeah, there you go. So I was right. It's an art gallery and a museum. It's an art
0: gallery and a museum. Yep, they'll be. That, it, that's right. That's yeah. where the players will be standing on the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And by the way, this is all going to happen on two dates: the 19th and the 24th of April, as part of Philly Tech Week, which is the uh, news website's annual series of events, seminars, and workshops. Uh, that spotlight the city's, uh, you know, technology and innovation communities. So that is going to be so cool. I am going to look for a live stream of that because I want to see it. Yeah. I can't be there, but I want to see it.
1: Ah, imagine if if they set this up like a lot of places do, their other cool projects, like that one which had the, the tiny little lunar rovers set up in little mock environments and you could control them over the internet.
0: I don't remember that one.
1: One of the uni- uh, university or a research place or something set up these little lunar little rovers that you could control via the internet.
0: All oh, right, that's cool. That is cool. Mm.
1: Imagine if they had this and you could control it. Over yeah, the that'd be awesome, yeah. eh? And, and you, um, of the gigantic pong, and you could play the they, game over the. In-
0: th- they could do that when you have a queue system, right? You click to go in the queue and you wait when it's your turn when your turn comes up, you know, so there's only one person at a time, they so could yeah. do that. That would be so awesome. They could charge for it too and they'd probably recoup all the money they spend on it. Probably would. Even if they made it, you know, <laughs> a couple of dollars, you know, $2 a, a go. I'd give it a go. Would you for that price? I would. Just to say that you played Pong on this giant building in yep. Philadelphia.
1: I also love the promotional poster they did for the event. It is so very like 1920s.
0: Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. (laughs) I saw that. Yeah. Uh, if you Google the story, you'll you'll come across it.
1: See the wonder of the
0: world. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's awesome. That that sort of style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. And, uh, Look out for it if you're in Philadelphia. Well, I'm sure you would have heard about it. If you haven't, you have now 19th and the 24th of April in Philadelphia.
1: And if they do a live stream of it, they have said that, because uh, they tested th- playing three different games, they have said that they might play Snake on April the 24th.
0: Oh, cool. What's the other one? Tetris, I- I'm guessing.
1: Uh, no, Space Invaders. Oh, Space Invaders. Cool. Man, Space Invaders. Doop.
0: <laughs> That'd be cool. Oh yes. Oh man, I'm I'm, I'm excited already, and I'm not even going to be there, and it hasn't even happened yet. But I'm excited. Uh, I hope
1: to do a live stream. Actually, a live stream of that's probably going to be really late or really early for us.
0: Yeah, what's actually that's a point. Well,
1: uh, please, it'll be they'll do a live stream. Well, You'll when- stay up for it, record it, <laughs> and I'll be able to watch it later. At a reasonable we're, hour.
0: We, we could come to some arrangement, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brett, that's all we have this week. And that was a good show, by the way, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. I thought. there were some cool stories this week. Made up for so the last fun. couple of weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, made up for the, 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 the downturn in the boring, well, the upturn in the boringness factor of stories.
0: And <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, this week definitely makes up for it. So, Brett, I want to thank you very much for co-hosting once again
1: always fun, Ed.
0: And we'll do it again next week. Until then, take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Also in Wellington, but over Skype, is our most. <laughs> I can't use that same word. <laughs> Ever... No,
1: you can't. <laughs>
0: Ever since. You never that... know. I,
1: I might have, you know, eaten a lot of cheese recently, and so I might be all backed up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna have to pick a different intro.
0: <laughs> Thanks for that. It's far too much information. I am gonna pick up and pick another intro. <laughs>